Have you noticed that there's a lot of book titles out there lately called, you know, um, How to Not Give a Fuck or Not Giving a Fuck? Well, it turns out that they're on to something. There are body, mind, and soul benefits to letting go. But first, let's talk about the right ways and the wrong ways to let go and to not give a fuck. <laughs> I know it's so funny to hear me saying that word. I have a hard time with it too, but you know, they really are onto something if it's done in a healthy way, a healthy, kind, compassionate way. For example, a wrong way to not give a fuck would be to, you know, erupt and yell at people, taking your fear, anger, and stress out on others. A wrong way would be blaming others for what's wrong in your life and in the world. Blaming is so common nowadays, isn't it? A wrong way would be stuffing your feelings down until they erupt out of you like a volcano. A wrong way would be turning your fears and anger on yourself and kind of creating a self-hate party or even worse, a self-hate habit. A wrong way would be not giving a fuck about anything and just numbing out and feeling so helpless that you decide that you're not even going to feel anything at all. Because really, my friends, we know this. We do give a fuck. You care about a lot of things, so much so that sometimes it can feel hard to handle all of these feelings. And this is where letting go comes in. And letting go is also called surrender. And in my world, it's called notice, name, relax, release. And we talked about the wrong ways. Here are some of the right ways to surrender and let go. Um, for example, instead of cramming your feelings down, you let your feelings out one at a time, like peeling an onion. What am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling anger, anxiousness, fear. Oh, and now I'm feeling better. Relax and release. So instead of ignoring your feelings or cramming them down, you let them out one at a time. Uh, instead of hiding from your feelings, you acknowledge them. And I like to even give these feelings a name because I find that that really calms things down. In the beginning, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm feeling, but I think I'm feeling and then just start naming them out. Give these feelings a word attached to them, and that will help you feel some control too, and you'll feel less overwhelmed by them. And also, you let your feelings move through you, because remember that Jill Holt study out of Harvard, feelings only last 90 seconds. I want to repeat that for you because it amazes me. No matter how vast, how huge, how terrifying or overwhelming a feeling might feel at the time, in reality, it only lasts a minute and a half unless we cram that feeling down and we haven't allowed it to move through us, unless we wrap that feeling in story and let it mean something about us. Now we've trapped that feeling or those feelings inside of us and we haven't allowed them to move through. So try to let your feelings, try to just name them and then relax and release because they will only last 90 seconds and you'll find out they can't hurt you. 
right? That's a beautiful thing to find out, that no matter how big these feelings are, feelings that we're so afraid we can't handle, and so much so that we are afraid to even look at them sometimes, they only last 90 seconds. And let's talk about for a minute some of the advantages of properly, healthily releasing your feelings. Lower blood pressure, that seems makes sense, doesn't it? Um, by not cramming or hiding from or stressing out about feelings, medical study after medical study shows that lower blood pressure and uh, big improvements in people who've had heart attacks. And when they look at their hearts, even in x-rays, the hearts themselves are improved when feelings are surrendered, surrendered healthily one at a time. There's also less mind chatter. Um, there was a Gray La Violette study I mentioned before to you that says that even one feeling, just one feeling can create 1,000 thoughts. I want to say that again. One feeling can cause 1,000 thoughts. And the reason for that is that our brain wants us to be okay. And that lizard brain in particular will notice that a feeling of not okayness has come up so it wants to make us feel okay. So it will generate 1,000 thoughts to that one feeling as a, an attempt to, no, you're okay, this, this, this. You're okay, this, this, this. So feelings can create mind chatter. And the benefit of surrendering, acknowledging, allowing the feeling to move through us is that we end up with a much quieter brain, a more open brain, a calmer brain, a less busy brain, which of course leads to fewer feelings, fewer episodes of overwhelm. That's a huge benefit of surrendering and acknowledging feelings like peeling an onion is this quieter, calmer brain. The also one of the results is more confidence. It's because you you have one less thing to worry about. You don't have to worry about your feelings and the vastness of them or feeling like a bad person because you feel such and such. You learn you're okay. Even the really big feelings, you can handle them because you just notice them one at a time and you let them move through you. And this really increases your confidence. And oh, another huge benefit is peace. And there's more peace out there in the world by you taking care of your own garden and allowing these feelings to be acknowledged and just, you don't engage with them, you just watch them. The witness part of you watches these feelings and allows them to just move through by you being more peaceful and living more peacefully. There's more peace out there in the world. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that something we want so much? Because we do give a fuck about a lot of things. We care about the world. We care about others. We care about ourselves. And acknowledging, just peeling the onions is one of the best ways I know to, to take care of your body, mind, and soul. All right, this is a big topic. It's a beautiful topic. I care about it so much. I'm so grateful that I get to share this with you. What is your call to action 
after hearing about this. Is there a change that you want to make? Is Do you think you're going to be able to start developing the mindfulness practice of just witnessing your feelings, giving yourself a little distance between you and that feeling because you are not your feelings. You are the witness of them. And that is a really big takeaway from this episode. Um, I'd love to hear from you. How is this changing your life? How are you applying in your life to make your life better and the world better? I'd love to hear from you. My email address is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, at journaling.com. And thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.